If creating financial freedom in your life is important to you, then you probably also want to create a legacy and one day leave an inheritance to your family. Well, I'm not giving my kids any of my money. In today's video, find out the four reasons why I'm not leaving any of my wealth to my kids when I die, coming up. This video is brought to you by Flipster, the nation's number one real estate software with tools for finding, funding, and flipping houses. Check it out now at getflipster.com. If you're new here, I'm Jerry Norton, and I make millions of dollars a year wholesaling and flipping houses. And here on my YouTube channel, I show you how to do the same. So if you want to be a flipping genius like me and live your dream life, subscribe to my channel and watch my videos. For most of us, attaining financial freedom is a lifelong pursuit and I believe there are five phases in that journey. Phase one is to start a side hustle like wholesaling houses. Phase two is to turn that side hustle into a full-time business. Phase three is to scale and grow the business. Phase four is to reinvest the cash the business produces into growing your income and wealth exponentially. And then finally, phase five is to create generational wealth. Generational wealth is where your businesses and assets continue growing and generating income without your involvement and survive well beyond the grave after you die. Let's talk about it. Most people never even start a financial freedom journey, and for those that do attempt it, the majority never progress past phases one or two. Maybe 5% reach phase three where they progress past self-employment and scale a legit business. I'd say less than 1% reach phase four where the business generates substantial cash that is properly reinvested into growing their income and wealth earning millions a year. And my guess is that less than 10% of the 1% who made it to phase four progressed to phase five where the compound effect of their accumulated assets survives the grave. For example, the Rockefeller Foundation was established in 1913 and in 2021, it generated 250 million in revenue. Now that is generational wealth. And when I first started my financial freedom journey 18 years ago, I was just trying to figure out how to pay my bills. Maybe you can relate, but my hope for you is that you continue on your journey and progress through the phases. My specialty in real estate training is to help people start with phase one and then to move to two and then phase three where you're able to scale and build a thriving real estate business that gives you the freedom to have, be, do, and give everything that's important to you in your life. And I thank God every day for the opportunity to do that in my own life and to help so many others do the same. Now, if you're looking to get started on your financial freedom journey using real estate as the vehicle, be sure to get my step-by-step -step course to go from zero to earning $100,000 or more per year. And best of all, I'll give it to you for free. Just go to 8weekacademy.com. And through a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, I'm fortunate enough to be in phase four where my assets and businesses create substantial income that I'm then able to reinvest into growing that income even faster. For example, I'm currently investing in an asset that provides a 63% cash-on-cash return, and it's completely passive. Now, I'm not saying that everything I touch turns to gold, but phase four is where the rich get richer and richer, and they do it faster and faster. Phase four is the tipping point where the deal of a lifetime that used to come every decade now becomes a normal occurring thing every month. And that brings me to the point of this video. Should I continue into phase five and work on creating generational wealth and prepare to leave that wealth as an inheritance to my children? Many wealthy people put their assets and businesses in living trust and then make their children the beneficiaries. 
That way, when they die, their posterity is set and doesn't have to ever worry or struggle financially. And as I've contemplated this and discussed it with my wife, we've come to the conclusion for now that no, we are not going to leave a financial inheritance to our children for four compelling reasons. Reason one is to avoid entitlement. Entitlement is a belief that you are owed something by someone else without working for it or earning it. That just because you are my son or daughter, you deserve my money. Entitlement is the opposite of gratitude, and gratitude is what creates joy and happiness in life. Entitled people are miserable people because they take life for granted and they don't experience the satisfaction of earning something through their own efforts. A few years ago, my kids asked if we could go to Disney World in Orlando, Florida as a family. I told them, if you save up the money to buy the tickets, I'll pay for the travel and lodging and food. So for a year, they worked and saved until they had enough money for our whole family to go for a week. Now, that trip was truly magical and so special for my kids because they earned that trip. Even though dad could easily afford to take the family to Disney, they learned a valuable lesson that they weren't entitled to a free trip to Disney. The story gets even better. I posted on Facebook that the kids had saved up enough money to buy tickets to go to Disney, and a friend of mine who worked for Disney saw my Facebook post and shared our story with the higher-ups at Disney. And to our surprise, when we got to Orlando, Disney was waiting for us. They were so impressed that the kids had saved up the money to go that they wanted to make our trip unforgettable. And they did. They rolled out the red carpet. We were assigned a Disney Imagineer each day at the parks who basically let us do whatever we wanted. They parked us in VIP, we went to the front of the line on every ride, and we ate whatever we wanted, all paid by Disney. Our family will never forget that experience. Grateful people are happy people, and entitled people are miserable people. Reason number two why I'm not leaving my money to my kids is we don't want to rob our children from the blessing of work and struggle. When I first started on my real estate journey, I was married with a few small kids, and we were so poor. I was working a full-time construction job while doing real estate on the side before and after work and on the weekends. And at the time, we lived in a rat-infested apartment and I ate mustard and cheese sandwiches every day for lunch at my minimum wage day job. We couldn't even afford lunch meat. Those were hard times, but they made me tough. Struggling was the best thing that could have happened to me. It taught me grit and perseverance and it motivated me to put in the work. I would not be who I am today or where I am today without that struggle. Many parents want to prevent their kids from experiencing the very thing that made them successful in the first place, hardship. Our kids have no disillusions about what adulthood looks like. We've made it very clear to our kids that our job as their parents is to prepare them for the real world so that when they become adults, they can move out and provide for themselves. They know that if they want to be rich, it will be like me, self-made. My oldest son did a church mission in Peru, and when he showed them where he lived in America, people would react by saying, wow, you're rich. His reply was, I'm not rich, my dad is rich. Not only do I not want to take away the opportunity to struggle, but I want them to actually experience struggle. My oldest son, who is recently married, asked if he could rent my vacation lake house for a few months while we're not there. Now, he didn't ask to live there for free, but offered to pay rent, which is awesome. The problem is, this is a multi-million dollar property, and the rent he can afford is nowhere near the market rent to live in a property like that. So I told him no about renting it because it wouldn't be good for his development to experience living in a multi-million dollar home on a studio apartment income. 
The best thing that could happen to him is he lives in a dump so that every day he wakes up motivated to provide better for his family, and he's doing just that, which I'm so proud of him. Reason number three I'm not giving my kids my wealth is I want my kids to find their own way in life. Now, I believe God has a purpose for them, and they need to discover their life's mission. Not having to work because your financial needs are being met takes away the opportunity to seek out and find what truly inspires them. I tell my kids, if they do work they love, it won't feel like work at all. I don't care if none of my children want to follow in my footsteps. I don't care if they don't want to be involved in my business or real estate. What I do want is for them to follow their dreams and do what they feel God has called them to do, whatever that is. My hope is that if my kids want to do business or want financial advice, that I can be a mentor and a support to help them reach their goals. And reason number four why I'm not leaving my money to my kids is because I want my contribution as a father to be my time and my relationship with them and not my money. I don't want to miss out on their childhood because I'm too busy making money. One of the hardest things for me is to feel satisfied with enough. I'm a doer, I'm driven, I like to win. I wanna be the best at whatever I do. It's very hard for me not to work because I love what I do, so I have to be very disciplined to say no to opportunities that would draw me in and consume my time. Now, I love the game and I love to win, but I'm entering a new phase of my life. The next phase is to work less and learn how to have sufficient for my needs. Now that's not easy, I have 10 kids and kid number three has one more year at home and I don't wanna miss it because I'm working too much. I sat down with him and I asked him what things we can do together during his last year at home. Now he wants to go scuba diving in Puerto Rico where we live, so he just got certified. Now this Saturday we're diving crash boat on the west side of the island, which is supposed to be amazing. He also loves the musician Hans Zimmer, so next month we're going to his concert in Italy for 10 days. This summer, I'm gonna teach him how to wakeboard at our lake house in Montana. Spending time with him before he flies the coop is very important to me. My point is, I don't wanna miss out on time with my kids while they're at home or even after they move out because I'm too busy making my next million. For me, that means I have to redefine what it means to win in life. What helps me is to remember that the richest guy in the cemetery is not the guy with the most expensive casket. The richest guy in the cemetery is the guy with the most flowers on his tombstone. Never forget, we're dead a whole lot longer than we're alive. We got one shot at life and I want mine to really count where it matters most. Now, I recently asked my kids, would you rather I miss out on spending time with you now so that I can make more money to leave you when I die or would you rather I not leave you anything but I have a ton of time to do really amazing stuff with you? I'll let you guess which option they chose. Now, clearly this is my opinion. There is no right or wrong answer, only what's best for you. I'm sharing my life and how I wanna show up, but I'd love to hear what you think. Do you agree with me or not? Leave a comment and share your thoughts and why. Next, watch a video where I share five weird things that made me a millionaire. I promise it's nothing like anything you've heard before, but it's worked for me. Watch that now, and if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel so you can learn how to become financially free using the power of real estate, and I'll see you on the next video.